When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. It's time for another episode of Kirk or Blank here on Purple Daily. Before we get to that, let's thank Dennis Kirk. DennisKirk.com has been a supporter of Score North, Mackie and Judd, and Purple Daily here. And it's uh, it's been a pretty crazy 90 days in this country and in this state. But the one thing you can still do is get out and ride. Dennis Kirk will make sure your motorcycle is running and looking its best. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. $89 orders ship free and order by 8 p.m. Get it tomorrow. DennisKirk.com. Order today and get it tomorrow. And welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolget, Declan Producing, and Courtney Cronin. Welcome back to the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Courtney is rocking the professional headset and putting us (laughs) to shame here as we uh, get into episode six of Kirk Cousins or Blank. I'm going to lay out the rules. We'll start with Courtney on this here. And by the way, thank you to everyone, whether you watch our YouTube channel or whether you listen on the Purple Daily podcast feed. You can help us a lot by subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash score north, and by giving us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple or anywhere else you listen to. So here are the rules on Kirk or Blank. We're looking at a three-year window, which is the duration of Kirk's contract. So he's 32 years old and has an average cap hit of $32 million. The comparable quarterbacks we're going to mix in here are tied to their current contracts as well. And this assumes if you do make the swap that you would have made the swap before free agency kicked in in 2020. So like if you swap Kirk out for a cheaper quarterback, you could then use the money to maybe sign a defensive back or whatever, whatever it is that you want to use the money for. All right. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill. We'll start there. You like that? You like that? 32 years old, Ryan Tannehill. So they're the same age, 32 years old. Average cap hit for Tannehill of $29 million the next three years, but you can get out of the deal after the second year for cheap. Courtney. So I had to make this argument about a month and a half ago. We did an assignment where we, league, uh, I guess, NFL nationwide, we had to redraft our teams for a five-year window. So kind of similar to what we're doing here with a three-year window. And when I picked, they did it based on draft order um, from, the pre- from this previous April. So I was picking in the mid to late 20s. And Kirk Cousins was available, but the way that I looked at this was, A, I wanted to switch things up just to try something new. And, yeah, like, and, like five different people went with the, the like the player that they already had on their roster. True. Like and you I thought, switched it up. 
you know, Matthew Stafford was available to me at that point. That's someone that um, I got a lot of flack for not going after. Because here's, I'll just read you my team really quick. So it's Kirk, Devontae Adams, Harrison Smith, and Eric Armstead. So I knew I needed a pass rusher, and Armstead coming off a 10-sack season, I thought that that was, you know, some good upside to where I was at. Harrison Smith, if you have an all-pro, if you have a Hall of Fame future Hall of Fame player, you take him. And then Devontae Adams, to me, is a true number one receiver. So I needed a quarterback to kind of fit in that mix. And I look for a top 15, top 10 talent anytime I'm talking about a team that can win a Super Bowl. Do I think that Ryan Tannehill is that? In 2019, he was. So I'm kind of making that Case Keenum argument. Am I betting on the fact that I'm going to get that same version of Kirk Cousins, or excuse me, of Ryan Tannehill from last year into this year? And if you're implementing him... You know, if you're swapping Kirk out and putting Tannehill in, A, the contract is one thing, but if you're looking at a very similar offense to where there's a ton of play action, he's going to be on the move, his launch points are going to be changed, it's going to be an offense that really puts him in the forefront and builds around him the way that Gary Kubiak has done with Kirk, with Kirk Cousins last year, I think that that's a perfect fit. So um, I I like it. I think that it's, you know, long-term might not pan out just as we kind of have seen with quarterbacks who have one really good year after kind of, you know, an up and down career. But if Tannehill, who like Kirk needs to be in the right system for success, if he's in this offense, I think he's going to be successful. And if you have a three year window to win a Super Bowl and with a contract that's certainly, um, you know, I remember when he got it in March, um, a lot of people were wondering, wow, okay, is this going to reset the market? Like, are we paying quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill this level? What are we going to be paying other guys? I still think it's a, a pretty fair deal. And if he's got that type of talent around him, he should be okay. Judley. All right, so two things. One, I don't like risk. Two, uh, two I, I believe that if you look at these contracts, uh, Kirk and Tannehill, you could basically get out of both of them in 2022-ish or so. So it's very close and and comparable as to when, if you're going to bail, you can bail uh, before they actually get done with the contracts. Uh, I will go back to what I've always said about Kirk. I know Kirk Cousins. I know him. I know he is as reliable. The marriage is stale because he never changes, and he's boring. But I know what he can do, and he's not a complete bust. The same things you've been nagging him about for years, you the won't same, change. He just keeps the doing sa- the same things. The same things, things that, that, uh, that drive Don crazy about me are the same things that Kirk has problems with as a player. Did I see that like Don tweeted out something or Facebook something about, like was it like cleaning the drain or something? And you just said, I'm not very good at it. You should do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't clean the bathroom drain. <laughs> but I do all the dishes. I okay? I do the dishes. And yard work. Thank you very much. Uh, so, so because of that, the, as Courtney said, the Tannehill question is, is this him or is he going to regress? Who is he exactly? At his age, I can't answer that. Now, if he was 25, I'd be like, what the hell? Take the chance. And if he's good, man, he's good uh, potentially for a long time. But all of those factors being put together, I'm going to stick with Kirk because eventually – if I have to bail on Kirk, I know what I'm going to be bailing on. Tannehill, I could be missing here completely, and there could be be upside coming. But last year also could have been a really nice pop-up year, and he could go backwards. So so as a risk-adverse human being, I'm going to stick with Cousins. All right, so I'm kind of the tiebreaker here. And my, my first gut instinct, and, and I'm going to work through this here, my first gut instinct is, all right, well, if, if, if the money was, if it was like a $10 million gap, all right, well, give me, give me Tannehill for sure. And then I can use the extra $10 million. Maybe I can get Clowney for a year or something. Or, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can go back and sign an offensive lineman in free agency that I wasn't able to. But as I dig deeper here, 
Ryan Tannehill was cast off in most of our minds because he was just mediocre with Miami, made a bunch of money by the end of that contract, and it was just it was just obvious that he's not a franchise quarterback after his run in Miami. But I would argue Miami was one of the five worst organizations to try and become a franchise quarterback. Like this dude was the eighth overall pick about eight years ago. And I just don't know if he ever had the right infrastructure around him. I don't know if he ever had the right coaching around him on a consistent basis. And it just feels like you don't just go to Tennessee and get those things around you and get better coaching and um, and just have better insulation and make that kind of a jump out of nowhere. Like this dude averaged almost 10 yards per attempt through the air last year. Even if he regresses, like he has reached a different level of play. This isn't just a one-year fluke for him. And so I would be curious to see if like Ryan Tannehill, what he did in 2019 is so far and beyond anything Kirk Cousins has done in some of these statistical areas. Uh, but I, I would be curious to see what Tannehill looks like. If he's reached another level and all of a sudden he's playing like the eighth overall pick from 2012, it reminds me a little bit of when Alex Smith finally tapped into the right coaches and the right infrastructure and then got to a new level. So I'm going Tannehill to save a little bit of money and just to see if he can replicate what he's done. The last couple of years. Let's jump into the next one here. Rick, Kirk. you're so disappointed in both of you right now. Well, I mean, you're telling I mean, you're me. You're letting like, Rick down, okay? Try not to blow the cap, Judd. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, this next one. Kirk or Philip Rivers, okay? So, Philip, so again, Kirk Cousins, 32 years old, average cap hit of $32 million the next few years. Philip Rivers is 39 years old, average cap hit of, tw- well, $25 million cap hit for 2020. And then he's a free agent after 2020. And so you can either bring him back at age 40 or you can just start over at quarterback if you want to. Courtney Cronin. I'd probably take Kirk in this circumstance. I mean, he's on a one-year deal, right, with the Indianapolis Colts. And we know that he's he's getting up there in age. How much longer does he have to play? So if I'm thinking, you know, I guess you could say the win-now argument, worry about whether you're going to re-sign him later and see what he can do. I mean, his yards per attempt were you know, just under Kirk. He was like 7.8 7. yards uh, per pass last year. I mean, that's... You know, you're not going to get the deep ball anymore with Philip Rivers. The accuracy, unless there's a lot of wind. I mean, that yes. would be the only. I, I just remember watching him at that game, Week 15 in Los Angeles last year, and thinking that that's not the version of the guy that we have all, you know, come to just love his sideline antics and you know, very clean trash talking and just all of that. I mean, I think that you saw that you're seeing the decline right now. Again, could it be a product of if you're in the right situation, good offensive line, things that he did not have, um, you know, that final year with the Chargers? Maybe, but I still think that for where Kirk is in his at in his career, kind of in that time, 31, 32 years old when he's in his prime, I think that that's probably a better bet. Um, but you could take a flyer on a guy like Philip Rivers and say, okay, well, if you're giving yourself a one-year Super Bowl window and it's a much cheaper price then you can go out and get another piece. Like Judd said, I mean, they need a pass rusher if they're not going to go with a Fadio Denebo to replace Everson Griffin. So, I mean, maybe you would get a clowny, or maybe you would have been able to get somebody else that was on the open market during free agency. But long-term, Phillip Rivers wouldn't be the answer for me. I'm going Cousins here because if if you plugged in Phillip, if you put him in as your quarterback, you need a defense that's probably for sure a top three. Like, it's got to be great. Yeah, he's going to turn the ball over. Exactly. Right. Well, and and plus, I mean, the arm's just gone. It's it's simply gone. Mm-hmm. It is funny watching him throw. 
It's like, not, it's like, not funny. It's, it's, it's sad. It's he, should re- he should retire. He's always had a weird motion, but now it's like he's got a frayed labrum and a weird motion. And so, dude, was it's not good. even checking down. Just it's walk, just, like, just weak, walk away, okay? Weakness. <laughs> Seriously. In, in fact, you know what? Invoke the old man COVID nineteen rule and tell him he can't play because he's too damn old. And if he gets <laughs> Sorry, sick, Phillip, he might die. Okay. Your age puts you Phillip, at higher risk. You, and you got all those kids. God knows yeah, he's got what. Like inf- nine of them. Yeah. I think it's more than that now, right? Are they double digits now? Oh, it's incredible. He's trying to field yeah, a, a, I know. a full second anyway, unit. <laughs> those children carry around asymptomatic COVID-19 germs. I don't want him to get sick. Uh, but no, if if this was a conversation about three or four years ago and I could get him cheap for one year and my defense was really good, I might make that exchange. Um, but I don't see it. Not in 2020. All right. I go Kirk. All right. You know me and Philip Rivers. I know you love I him. love Philip Rivers. Do it. He's so much fun. Take and he, and it kind of reminds me of like he just needs a little bit of a jolt. Like look at Brett Favre late in his career in Green Bay and then when he threw 20 picks. In fact, Declan, can you look this up real quick? Brett Favre's one season with the Jets. I think he was 38 and I think he threw 23 touchdowns his and 20 la- interceptions. His labrum was torn though. Well, Philip Rivers What's clearly the excuse has, for Philip Rivers. Yeah, he he belongs in a nursing is. home. Is it possible Philip Rivers is left-handed? And we just haven't known. <laughs> Don't know. Point. Well, we find out. I think he's. I think he put up the exact numbers at the exact age Brett Favre did in his age thirty eight season. Is it twenty three touchdowns, twenty picks? It was his thirty nine season. Twenty two touchdowns, twenty two picks. Exactly okay. the same. So it's pretty much the same. Yep. So I'm saying I think there's there's like one more year of life in Philip Rivers somewhere. And here's the best part. Yeah. You save seven million dollars. You go back and you spend your seven million dollars on whatever upgrade you can get in free agency or, or a trade where you absorb some salary. And then you draft Tanner Morgan, mid to late first round, and you've got your $7 million instead of your $32 million quarterback who's 22 years old, or whatever college quarterback you want to draft in the first. You're not going to get, you're not going to get Lawrence because you're not going to be bad enough. Although Phillip Rivers gives you a better chance to train wreck and go 3 and 13 if it doesn't work well, yeah, than Kirk Cousins cool. does. So, like, Kirk Cousins guarantees you're going to be 7 and 9 at worst. Phillip Rivers. You could get the upside of eleven and five if he if he comes back, or you could train wreck and go, you know, three and thirteen and draft number one overall. You really, just, just justified Philip bleeping Rivers as your quarterback. It's more just because I love Philip. I know you, you like that. You like that. All right. the uh, The last one here is Kirk or Justin Herbert, first round pick, twenty two years old, average cap hit. His contract isn't done yet, but but average cap hit looks to be about seven million dollars over the next three years. And so the the question here would be. Is Justin Herbert, like he's, you know, well, you can make your own judgment, but is he as good as Kirk Cousins right out of the gate? Probably not, but he makes a lot less money, and you could devote that to other areas of your roster. So, Courtney, Kirk or Justin Herbert? Well, I think it's kind of like the Tua argument, right? Or any rookie quarterback, that if you had the chance to go get one this year, that you could, you didn't have to necessarily extend Cousins for two more years, and you could have let him walk after this year and then fit somebody else in. So, I mean, who's his natural comparison? A lot of people say Ryan Tannehill. So... From that respect, I would nece- I, if I was looking at it through that lens, I would go with Justin Herbert. But I don't, I don't think that this team—if you have a rookie quarterback like him, who's not spectacular—I mean, yeah, he's got good athletic traits, but his ball placement's off. He's, you know, he can be accurate, but he can also throw some passes that really make you scratch your head. Um, I don't know if they'd have enough time, just given the circumstances of the offensive line right now, Adam Thielen and where he's at in his career and the age. I mean, yeah, they do have Justin Jefferson, so you'd have guys to grow with him. You'd have pieces to grow with him. Um, but I would still take Kirk in this. Uh, if we're looking at this three-year window, because I don't think Justin Herbert is a quarterback that's going to be able to get that done in three years. 
This pains me, but I am going to go with the Homer hat trick. I'm going Kirk again. Uh, Justin Herbert, I don't. I have not heard nearly enough good things to justify his draft position. Yeah. Like Tua, right. Tua, I'm all in. If give, it was, yeah, if it was Tua, Tua, it would be a new, it would be a no brainer. And actually, I did pass up on Tua um, in the initial draft, which actually I kicked myself on that one. But yeah, no, I mean, you're I'm fired, with you, Justin. You're fired, Cronin. You're out. You already told me that Rick is going to be so disappointed in me. I'm sure if he heard this one, he'd be extra disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm disappointed. Uh, but no, if if Herbert's um, scouting report was you know pretty good and the development, because I do love the contract. I love saving. But my feeling with, with uh, Herbert is it's like 60-40 as to if in a few years I'm going to kick myself and have to get mm-hmm. another quarterback. Um, I'll always come back to this. It's maddening to a certain degree, but the one thing with Kirk is the stability. Like he's going to play, not he's probably probably not going to get hurt. He might get sick. I don't know about that. Hopefully not. But the stability of Kirk Cousins is pretty much there. Like there's not a lot of surprises. If a guy comes from Kirk's blind side, there's a good chance he's going to yeah. to cradle the ball and fall down crying or fumble. Um he's going to make some dumb passes, but not a ton. Uh, Herbert, I have no idea, but as a person that lived through the Christian Ponder experience of, oh, whoops, that was not the guy, mm-hmm. that's a miserable experience to go through. So I'm going all Kirk on this yep. exercise. All right. I'm, I'm going Kirk as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go 0 for 3 on these. And so my justification on Tannehill was, well, Kirk, you know, by some measurements, Kirk was a top five quarterback. PFF had him as a, as a fringe top five quarterback. Uh, other measurements were top 10. Ryan Tannehill was consistently better than Kirk across the board in most categories last year. So that's my Tannehill justification. Phillip Rivers is mostly just nostalgia. And I also can start over after a year, which is kind of fun at quarterback. Uh, but I draw the line like the Vikings are at least like with all of Kirk's flaws that we nitpick. The total package is still a fringe top 10 quarterback. Like we've done all kinds of quarterback rankings the last couple months. And and we've looked at different quarterback rankings. Like the lowest you'll see Kirk is twelfth or thirteenth. Yes. The highest is is sort of fringe top five with guys like Brady getting old and Drew Brees being injured. So um, I'm not just gonna like I get that you're saving twenty five million dollars to the cap potentially with Justin Herbert, and that is appealing to build out the rest of your roster. I'm with you guys. I just if it was Tua, it's a no brainer. Herbert seems like more of a project, and I would rather just have the next three years of a sure top ten quarterback. And Kirk yeah. Cousins. And how so. can you even guarantee? I mean, when we talk about what's necessary to build a Super Bowl team, in my opinion, it's top 10 to top 15. And even when you're at the top 15, um, when you're a top 15 quarterback, you're going to have some some good and bad seasons. You're never going to have a consistently great season, a great campaign, because then you'd be a top five, top 10 quarterback. When you start to trail off there and you're like 13, 14, 15, well, there's the risk that you're going to be the bad version of yourself. Like we've seen bad Kirk and we've seen good Kirk, just like you mentioned, Phil. I mean, you look at his numbers from this past year and there's several that make you think, wow, MVP candidate for a couple weeks, like whatever what was at the month of October yes. uh, when they were playing like the Lions and the Giants and everybody thought he was great. Um, but then there's those moments that humble you and bring you back down. Like, can you really guarantee that Justin Herbert could develop into just with the rest of the league right now, a league that's controlled by the Patrick Mahomes or Sean Watsons and, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's of the world while you still have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady playing? Can you ever see a rookie Justin Herbert who's not spectacular? I mean, he's got average good athleticism, but, you know, he's never going to crack that for me. So it's like I, I can't 
risk that much time putting into him when I've got this three-year window. And and the reports that we read about um, Herbert, to me, read a lot like what we read about the Ponder class, which was what? It, it was Cam first, and, and that ended up being a good pick, you guys. But after that, it was uh, Jake Lockers and the Blaine Gabberts and the Ponders. Mm-hmm. And those reports were all very sketchy of, well, it could work out really well if, if and but. Yeah. Um, but they all... But they all had flaws that Herbert shares some of. That makes me really, really stop and say, okay, is that a good pick at like eight or five? Or is that a pick where, uh, again, you're a team that's desperate for a quarterback and you're like, okay, this could work? Sure. Because to me, that becomes a very dangerous game. With Tua, I'm pretty well convinced that if he can stay on the field, he's going to be damn good. Herbert, I read enough about where it's like, well, if he does this or does that and the and accuracy improves, right? The accuracy thing always worries me because that's not something that you can just fix like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like teams also get super desperate for the third or fourth quarterback off the board in drafts. And that's what happened with the Vikings and Ponder, too. It was, well, we need a quarterback. Yeah, let's take it. But one. we're drafting. We're not drafting first or second overall, but like we need to. I mean, the se- actually the second round of, if I'm right, uh, thinking back to 2000, was it the 2011 or 12 draft, the Ponder draft, whatever draft it was, mm-hmm. I believe Kaepernick and Dalton came off the board in the second round of that draft. I think you're right. And so, like Kaepernick, the, yeah, there, there was there was it was Cam Newton, and then it was three busts because teams just like freaked out and oh, we're gonna draft Ponder 12th instead of just like drafting a defensive tackle or something, and then uh, and then the teams that were patient. Not that Andy Dalton was an amazing pick for the Bengals, but. He made a lot less money and was a lot better than Christian Ponder. Was. A lot better so. for a lot longer time period than uh, Christian Ponder, for sure. Yep. So, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com, Vikings beat writer. And uh, we'll see you next time. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.